1: VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Sattenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We got a lot of uh, football coming up this weekend with the Pro Bowl, the skills competition, and of course the game being played here in Las Vegas. The skills competition is going to take place at Las Vegas Ballpark which is where the uh, A's minor league team, the Aviators, played. They uh, built a football field or did a football field in the baseball stadium. And the Pro Bowl will be at Allegiant Stadium, of course, uh, where the Raiders play coming up this weekend. Curious to see movement on the game spread, as I believe there will be a bunch of people in town for the Pro Bowl. And I also think that people will come into town and by town I mean here in Vegas, this weekend to place their wagers and then go back home for the the game. So I want to see where the uh, line moves. The Rams uh, are four-and-a-half favorites, and the only book that has a different line is the book at Treasure Island, which uh, has the Rams at minus 4 at minus 130. So they're the only book that doesn't have a a 4.5-point line. And the over-under has settled uh, as of 10 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, according to our very own Dave Tooley, at 48.5 at all Vegas books. Up on DraftKings right now, that's where it's at. 48 and a half and four and a half. Curious to see if that does move. We have seen movement with the money line. The money line is now Rams minus 200. So even though the four and a half hasn't moved, the money line has moved because this thing was 195 uh, just yesterday. And now it's at minus 200. So that's something to keep an eye on to see the movement as we progress. If there's not going to be movement on the spread, maybe the money line does move a little bit. So that's where we are right now for the Super Bowl. Four and a half and 48 and a half for the Rams and the Bengals. As far as... Um, the MVP odds Matthew Stafford the favorite even money Joe Burrow plus 225 is your second favorite Cooper Cup is your third favorite at plus 600. Those are the only three players that are below a thousand uh, plus a thousand. Aaron Donald at 16 to one is your fourth favorite Jamar Chase 18 to one Odell Beckham Jr. 28 to one. And then Cam Akers 35 to 1, T Higgins 45 to 1, Von Miller 45 to 1. He is a former Super Bowl MVP. Could he become a two time Super Bowl MVP? I think when you're wagering on this stuff, obviously the quarterbacks are your safest play. The majority of the Super Bowl MVPs are quarterbacks. We know that. There have been wide receivers to win the award we've had defensive players win the award Uh, we had a kick returner (laughs) win the award so there are there is value i should say in looking at some of these other players some of these long shots but the quarterbacks are the safest bet if you're going to place a full unit bet you do it on the quarterbacks if you're going to have some fun with some of these longer shots the ones that you pick or it's going to have to follow whatever you believe the game script is going to be. How do you see this game playing out? If you think this game is going to be high scoring and you think that you're going to have wide receivers putting up big numbers, which could very well happen. Uh, we could You know, the Rams, let's just look at the game that they played against, um, let's say, okay, we want to just look at last week. We'll look at last week. Cooper Cup had 11 catches, 142 yards, and two touchdowns against the 49ers. That was a 20-17 to game. So it really wasn't even that high scoring. Cooper Cup just had a monster day. And it's not like he had a long bomb touchdown catch either. You know, he compiled it because he had just the 25 yards was his longest, uh, his longest catch. Odell Beckham Jr. had nine catches for 113 yards with a long of 29 in that game. So if you think that that's the type of performance that you're going to get from this Rams team against the 49ers... I mean, excuse me, like the similar game like they had against the 49ers, do you think that's going to happen here against the Bengals? Then, yes, a wide receiver would be the way to play this. And your choices are Cooper Cup plus 600, Odell Beckham Jr. plus 2,800, or if you want to be adventurous, Van Jefferson, 100 to 1. Or, uh, yeah, that would be crazy. If you're looking at, Just the way that the Bengals defended the Chiefs in a game that was 27-24. And we know how ridiculous the Kansas City Chiefs' offensive weapons are. Travis Kelsey was the leading receiver. He had 10 catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill, 7 catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. But Tyreek Hill didn't do anything in the second half. So... The Bengals did a good job defensively of limiting those wide receiver options for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can they do the same against the Rams? Now, as far as the Bengals offense last week against Kansas City, T Higgins went off six catches, 103 yards, including a 44 yard reception. The reason why was there was so much focus on Jamar Chase and it made sense. And so, taking a look at the Super Bowl MVP odds, Jamar Chase is plus 1,800. T. Higgins is 45-1. to If you think that the Bengals are going to win in a high-scoring game, you could go with those two players. Ultimately, I just can't see anybody other than Joe Burrow winning the award for the Cincinnati Bengals. It would take a game where Burrow is so mediocre and they win and, you know, Jamar Chase has great stats, but the quarterback throws a couple of picks. You know, like if Joe Burrow throws, let's say, okay, let's say the game that he played against the Chiefs, 23 of 38, 250 two touchdowns and an interception. I don't think that's Super Bowl MVP worthy. If like T Higgins had 6 for 103, if those numbers be- from if those numbers are 10 to 12 catches for 150 yards and a touchdown, whichever player that is, I think would be the MVP over Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow's numbers are mediocre, kind of like they were against the Chiefs, 250, two touchdowns, and an interception. But if Joe Burrow has numbers like what he did against Tennessee, 348 passing yards, or against the Chiefs the first time he played them, 446 and four touchdowns, like in that game, I know that Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards and 3 touchdowns. But Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards and 4 scores and was 30 of 39 passing. He would win your MVP. Now, you might have to give co-MVPs because I mean that you know a guy catches 11 catches for 266 yards and 3 touchdowns does deserve some recognition. Anyway, I just think that all any Bengals win would be a Joe Burrow Super Bowl MVP. For the Rams, as much as I do believe that Matthew Stafford is the storyline there, because, you know, all those years that he spent in Detroit and the everything that, that the Rams gave up to acquire him in the trade and to bring them here in the first year, like the year of the trade. I agree with all of that. But, you know, Cooper Cup he's the offensive player of the year in the NFL, in contention for the MVP of the entire season in the NFL. You know, you have Odell Beckham Jr., who has gone through his trials and tribulations and now finding himself uh, on the top of the mountain if the Rams were to win and he had a monster game. You know, I can see other players besides Stafford winning. I can see Cup winning. I can see Beckham winning. Yes, Stafford's the favorite, which is why he is the odds-on favorite, but more so with the Rams than the Bengals, I can see a non-quarterback winning the award. And then, of course, there's always the X factor, which is a defensive player. If this game is not high-scoring, and if it's a key defensive play or two that results in the game being won. And then that's just like I said that's the X factor. That's something that you can just we're going to we're definitely going to wager on some defensive players to win the award at some crazy long shot odds because why not? I'm Scott Sidenberg, hit me up on Twitter at Scotts on air s c o t t s O-N-A-I-R. You can hit us all up on the network at v Live. Be sure to head to vsin.com, Find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here on the network. We're going to go over what the betting splits are for now on this game and uh, continue to talk about it moving forward here on The Look At here on v
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.
2: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is the look ahead on Vsin, the sports betting network. You know that Vsin is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game and right now, you can sign up to get our free Big Game Betting Guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. There is a great contest here. Not contest. A great opportunity to bet here. At Circa, uh, Circa Squares is where you can pick your own square for the Super Bowl and bet on it to come out. For instance, you know, you can bet on 0-0 in the first quarter. Payout of plus 425. Uh, you can bet on 7-0. Payout is plus 400. You can bet on 4 4- 0 at 12 to 1 odds. How about end of the second quarter 4-1, 21-14, 85 to 1 odds. And obviously you can bet on Rams one way and Bengals the other way. So, pick your own squares. It's one of the very cool things that you can do here at Circa. And what's the strategy? How do you pick the right square? Well, our very own Mitch Moss, host of Follow the Money here on I uh, had a great tweet talking about the most common first quarter numbers in Super Bowl history. Zero, zero is the most common first quarter. It's happened 14 times. Three, zero is the second most common first quarter. That's happened 10 times. Seven zero has happened 8 times. 7-3, 5 times. Three three, four 4 times. Four zero, four 4 times. And so on and so forth. So here's what I'm thinking. Let's say you take, uh, you know, you want to take your 0-0. That's your best bet. I think you're you're best suited to do 3-0 both ways. So right now on the circa sports squares, 3-0 for the Rams is 6-1. 3-0 for the Bengals is 8-1. And zero zero is plus four twenty five. So let's say you take three hundred dollars. Well, actually, forget about that because that, that that would be if you want to do every, you know, yeah, I guess okay, three hundred dollars. Take three three one three one hundred dollar bets. You do zero zero in the first quarter. You do three zero and and zero three. Uh, if you hit one of them you make a profit because if you hit zero zero you win 425 you lose your other you know 200 you make a little bit of a profit if you hit six to one on the three zero even better if you hit the eight to one on the other three zero even better than that now if another number comes up other than zero zero or three zero both ways then you're beat (laughs) That's why it's called gambling. But in terms of the odds, you have basically 24 out of the 56 Super Bowls that have landed on those numbers. So it's your best probability just based on history. Now, again, anything could happen. We had a 9-3 first quarter happen one time. 8-0 8 nothing has happened one time. 9 nothing has happened one time. 6-4 has happened one time. 6-3 has happened one time. 7 two times. 7 three times. 4 four times. 3 four times. 7 five times. 7 eight times. But 10 times, the score's been 3-0. And 14 times the score has been zero zero. Basically, you're taking a chance on twenty-four out of fifty-six. You're you're taking a chance at a bet that is hit almost at fifty percent. Almost at fifty percent. Not quite there, almost there. Uh, so it's pretty interesting, uh, just for the first quarter, um, as far as the fourth quarter, right. And as far as the fourth quarter, let me see what those payouts are. Uh, one, two, three, fourth quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Okay. What would the score be at the end of the fourth quarter? Well, the numbers that have come out the most in history here have been uh, zero. Oh, that, that's just for in general. Um, zero zero seventy four percent of the times. This is a chart I'm looking at that has how many times has your box hit in a Super Bowl winner? Zero zero seventy four percent or seven point four percent of the time. Excuse me. Uh, 6.1% of the time it's been 70. You have 6.1% of the time 70 the other way. So if you take a look at those odds on the circus squares for 00 is 50 to 1 in the fourth quarter. 70 for the Rams 20 to 1, 70 for the Bengals also 20 to 1 in the fourth quarter. Other numbers that have hit at I guess above 4% of the time, 30, 4.2% of the time. Uh 30 is 22 to 1 both ways here at Circa. Uh 7 that'll be that's not for the fourth quarter, but that's uh, interesting stuff on. Uh all right. Best scores by quarter. Final score is the most likely to uh, happen. That has happened 10.5% of the time Um, in the final score. Other final, 3-0, 4-0, 7-4, 5.5% of the time. So 7-4. The payout on 7-4 is 20-1. 20-1 for the Rams, 7-4. 18-1 for... For the Bengals, seven to four, and after seven four, it would be the next payout. Besides seven zero three zero seven four, next highest payout is a mix between seven three and four three and seven one. So four three, that's actually a forty to one payout. Four to three. Wow. 40 to 1 for the Rams 4-3 and 50 to 1 for the Bengals 4 to 3 7-1 is 35 to 1 for the Rams 7 to 1 is 40 to 1 for the Bengals The longest odds on the entire board are 250 to 1 on 5-5 If you think it could be a 35 25 game, Uh, it's 250 to 1. 150 to 1, there are a bunch of numbers at 150 to 1, like um, 9 5. Now, the only time in my life that I have hit the final score in a box pool was I had 9 2. And that was the Patriots Panthers Super Bowl that was i think what was that that was the 32-29 victory on the Adam Vinatieri field goal well if i wanted to bet 9 2 on the circus squares that, <laughs> that would pay out 150 to 1 9 to 2 on the final score of the game if that was in favor of the bengals or 9 to 2 in favor of the rams 125 to 1 That is what I would look at for those. That's the only time in my life that I won the final score. Rams, Panthers, Vinatieri final field goal, 32-29, 9-2. I thought I had the worst numbers. wound up being the best. Uh, We'll talk more about the Super Bowl. uh, Taylor Mathis from the Superbook will join me coming up next. Get her thoughts on the game, the total, the spread, and Super Bowl MVPs. Coming up next, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Join our own Stormy Bonantoni Tony on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Mayugo, for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book about all the action these legends have seen over the years. The event is free for everyone over 21, so stop by the South Point on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale, specials on Budweiser, purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' book, and learn from these bookmaking experts. That's going to be a fun event. Although, will I be paying attention or will I be at the tables? That's going to be the, I'd say, me at the tables is minus 250. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, Joined now by Taylor Mathis from Superbook Sports as we get ready for the big game. And, Taylor, I'm so engaged in this MVP market that I'm seeing movement on the players that I want to wager on. And I'm telling you right now, the bulk of my money on Super Bowl Sunday will be invested in the MVP market. How into the mvp odds are you right now
4: i'm loving it and i love that you're saying that you're going to put most of your money there because i props are my thing so i'm like (laughs) every game pretty much in the nfl for me in some way shape or form i feel like most of my money is invested in props for the mvp like we were talking you know of course the favorites are going to be matt stafford and joe burrow but a guy that i'm liking is cooper cup i mean He got the triple crown during the regular season when it comes to receiving. I feel like he's an MVP candidate already during the regular season, and he's had a touchdown in his last five games. And, I mean, who's to say that he couldn't come away with the MVP title? Obviously, if a receiver is going to get that MVP title, that means that the quarterback played well too, but I do like Cooper Cup for the MVP.
1: Yeah, he's at 6-1, to one, I've seen, and that's certainly one of the players, one of the safe players, I should say, because I will have some long shots that I'm going to play as well. And I was thinking along the lines of the wide receivers, Cooper Cup yeah, at 6-1, but why not Odell Beckham Jr. at 28-1 to one right now? Because, let's say Cup gets bottled up, which is very unlikely because no one's been able to stop him all season, Taylor, yeah. but Odell Beckham Jr., you can make the argument, they don't win that game last week without his performance. Nine catches, 113 yards. If he goes off in this game, yes, you're right, Stafford's going to have those numbers as well, but at 28-1, to that's a pretty juicy long shot that has a chance to come in.
4: I I agree. I think there is a long shot possibility there with Odell. He's had more touchdowns during the regular season than he pretty much had the entire time he was with the Browns. (laughs) I think it's an interesting narrative what's going on with him too, you know, leaving the Browns and then going to the Rams, and now they're in the Super Bowl. But, of course, the narrative around Matt Stafford is interesting as well. He's been in the league for 13 years, a first-round draft pick, and he's never been on the big stage like this. So I think that looking at Matt Stafford and Odell Beckham's narratives and stories that they have surrounding them for the Super Bowl is super interesting to look at.
1: Yeah, and for the Bengals, it's going to be Joe Burrow. Everything points to Joe Burrow. And, and I've been advocating that if you're a Bengals backer, there's no reason to play the Bengals on the plus 170 money line. Instead, bet Joe Burrow at plus 225 to win the MVP. Because if the Bengals win the game, he's going he's to win the MVP.
4: Exactly. He's winning the MVP if the Bengals win the game. And I like the Bengals to win the game, honestly.
1: You were on the Bengals last week, and uh, and, and you're going to stay on them in the Super Bowl. So, are you going to do the money line, or are you going to take the four and a half points?
4: I already did both, to be honest <laughs> with you. I like the four and a half points, and I like the money line. I've been hot on the Bengals all postseason, and it has not seared me wrong yet. I just think that right now, Joe Burrow plays so cool, cool and calm and collected. Matt Stafford. Like I said, obviously, he's been great right now through the postseason. He's only had one interception two games in a row where he's thrown for over 300 yards. But Joe Burrow, I mean, he's just proving to be an all-star. I don't want to say too soon that he could be the next Tom Brady. But, I mean, you have to look at a guy. He's won a national championship, a Heisman. He was a first-round draft pick, and now his second year in the league. He's already going to the Super Bowl. I think that Joe Burrow is a star, and I just – I like the Bengals in this one. I feel like they are just shocking everybody, and why not get a Super Bowl win
1: for the franchise for the first time? Any read on the total of the game at 48-and-a-half?
4: So, I've obviously been seeing, like, a lot of sharps, and people are leaning towards the under. I think that I would like to just take the over on this because I'm hoping more than Hmm. anything for a shootout. I feel like in both the AFC and NFC Championship games, both of those totals hit the under – and I didn't think we had very much scoring. I'd like to see something a little bit more exciting, I think, in this Super Bowl game. So I'm going to take the over on it.
1: Is there a prop that you like to play when it comes to the Super Bowl? Because you, it, more so than any other game, obviously, and there are normal props that we can wager on, like the receiving yards or the rushing yards or the touchdowns. But we all talk about the exotics, Taylor, when it comes to the Super Bowl. For me... Right. I love playing the, the wager on will a team convert a two-point conversion. I'm going to play Ooh. it in this game. I do it in the Super Bowl every year. It's happened a couple of times. It doesn't happen a lot of times. <laughs> I've lost it several times as well. But looking at both of these coaches, they're analytically driven. We know that. And I do think that with the aggressive nature of these young head coaches, we could see a two-point conversion or two.
4: I agree with you. I mean, that's 100% something. And another play that I was looking at is you were saying exotic props. I like the plus money on this game to possibly go into overtime, too. I think it's interesting just because the NFL so far this year of the playoffs has been crazy, and there have been so many close. So many games that have already gone into overtime, I think that that would be such a fun Super Bowl to watch if it did go to overtime.
1: Uh, Heads or tails, which one are you choosing? No, nah, I'm not going to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that there's going to be a lot of money wagered on the coin toss. All right, let's talk about the regular props for the game, not the exotics. Uh, any player that you're looking to exceed or go below their respective total, whether it's a receiver or running back or a quarterback in this game?
4: Yeah, so I think that my favorite play currently, obviously, we're still two weeks out pretty much from the game. But I'm really liking Joe Mixon for over 26 and a half receiving yards right now. If people are, you know, talking about him, he's a back, obviously. But I feel like when Joe Mixon gets going for the Bengals, things really start to turn out well for them. He's gone over this number in his last five games. He's at 106 receiving yards in the postseason so far. So I think for him to go over this total, it's honestly set too low. And I like Joe Mixon for the over on receiving rather than his rushing total.
1: Yeah, I've been on that for the past couple of games. Lost by one yard last week, but hit it the week before. So uh, definitely a prop that I uh, am looking to uh, play on. Uh, I want to take a break here from the football because, like you said, we got two weeks, and uh, I know you're in in Arizona, so I got to ask you about the hottest team in sports, the Phoenix Suns. They've won 11 straight games now, uh, and I've been talking about them as the play to win the NBA Finals because they're not the favorite right now. They're not even the second favorite right now. They're the third favorite to win the NBA title. This is the same team that went to the Finals last year. They're probably better than they were last year. Why are they getting no love here? Why is everyone still on the Warriors and the Nets, in your opinion?
4: Well, let me tell you, out in the valley, they get lots of love. People are so into the Suns right now, and it's very fun, young team to watch. And even in their veteran that they have, Chris Paul, he has never won a championship. So it's something new and exciting for everybody on that team, and the chemistry they have working together is so fun to watch. I'm not sure why people are high on the net. I mean, the, the Suns just beat the Nets. The Suns and the Warriors have split in the mm-hmm. two times they've played right now in the regular season. So I could see both of these teams meeting in the Western Conference Finals, which I think would be extremely fun to watch. The Nets, I don't really even understand why they're the favorite at all right there to win the championship, especially in the East. I like the Bulls, which I'm from Chicago, Mm -hmm. so maybe I'm just being a homer with that one. But I keep hoping that I'm going to get an NBA championship between the Suns and the Bulls because I don't know what I would do if that happened.
1: <laughs> did you have the Coyotes at plus 450 tonight against Colorado?
4: <laughs> I did not. The, the, the Coyotes, I like uh, poor Coyotes. They're just hoping that they have a place to play, I think, out here in the Valley for next season. <laughs> right now things are so yeah. up in the air with where they're going. Possibly playing at ASU, but it's a very small stadium with only 5,000 seats. So – We'll see what happens there. But I I did not bet hockey tonight on the Coyotes. Plus
1: 450, just unbelievable the upset that they pulled here against Colorado. Taylor, I appreciate the time and the insight, and I look forward to catching up again soon.
4: Thank you, too, Scott.
1: There she is. Taylor Mathis. Check her out. Superbook Sports uh, does a great job covering uh, not just football, all sports, all sports betting there for the Superbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Yeah. Historic upset with the Arizona Coyotes beating the Colorado Avalanche at plus 450, plus 425, whatever you got it at. It was historic. Why was this odds so dramatic? Get into that coming up next year on Decent.
3: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started the Big Take DC
1: The Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the vCin schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows, or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vCn.com/slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got hardwood handicappers, the Lombardi line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. And on Tuesday night in the NHL, we had the largest upset since 2006 in the sport. The Arizona Coyotes were plus 450 against the Colorado Avalanche in Colorado, where the Avalanche coming into the game had won 18 straight at home at Ball Arena. The Avalanche had won 15 of their last 16 games, only one loss in the calendar year of 2022 and that occurred in an overtime game in Nashville the Avalanche had won 10 straight games they have 68 points on the season second most in the NHL just one point behind the Florida Panthers the Coyotes have 10 wins on the season five wins on the road out of their first 43 games. So one team has just won 10 in a row. The other team has just won 10 all season. The Avalanche went off at minus 600. They basically slept walked through this game. Had a 2-1 lead in the final minute when Arizona scored to tie the game with 38 seconds remaining in regulation. The game goes into overtime where the Coyotes actually went on a four-on-three power play. No goals were scored. To the shootout, they went where Alex Galienchuk, scored the goal, and Scott Wedgwood, with a little help from the posts, stopped all three attempts that he faced, and the Coyotes, at plus 450, upset the Colorado Avalanche for the biggest upset in the NHL since 2006. Absolutely unbelievable. The NHL this season, and we talked about this yesterday, has been dominated by favorites. There is a large separation between the good teams and the bad teams. And on nights where you have good teams playing bad teams, the money lines are going to be reflective. On Tuesday night, the spreads in the NHL were really high. You had the Lightning minus 340 over the Sharks, the Maple Leafs minus 245 over the Devils, Bruins minus 260 over the Kraken, Islanders minus 235 over the Senators, Avalanche minus 600 over the Coyotes, And the Golden Knights, minus 450 against the Sabres. All but one of those monstrous favorites won. The only one that lost was the Avalanche. This season, favorites of north of minus 200, so greater than minus 200, are winning at 76, 77%. And... Road favorites north of minus 200 are now 39 and seven on the season. 39 wins, seven losses for road favorites that are north of minus 200. On Wednesday, there's only one game that qualifies, and that is the Calgary Flames at minus 285 at the Arizona Coyotes. To me, this is an auto bet. You have a Calgary team that's in good form. Both teams are playing on the second night of a back-to-back, so I am not going to, you know, there's no advantage, disadvantage either way. Both teams played on, uh, on Tuesday. So you have the... Calgary Flames as a team that qualifies for that 39-7 and trend versus a team that just won for only the 11th time this season that just covered as the biggest underdog win in the sport since 2006. I am fading this Coyotes team. I'm not going to lay the 285. What I will do, though, is play Calgary on the puck line minus a goal and a half at minus 115 because they'll win that game by two or more goals. Arizona gave it all they had against Colorado, and it was an incredible win for them. Now it's time to fade them, and Calgary will go in, and they will win, and the trend will improve to 40-7 and straight up for NHL road favorites north of minus 200. Other spreads for tomorrow, that's the only game that's actually minus 200. This is a rare day in the NHL where uh, the spreads are actually not that high. Uh, the Islanders are minus 160 against the Kraken, both of those teams playing second night of a back to back. Seattle losing in Boston on Tuesday, the Islanders winning at home against the Senators. You have the Capitals, minus 135 at home against the Oilers. The Capitals playing the uh, second out of a back-to-back. They just won in overtime in Pittsburgh, 4-3. You also have the Kings as a minus 140 favorite at the Red Wings. The Wild, a minus 160 favorite at the Blackhawks. And then, as I mentioned, the Calgary Flames, minus 290 now at the Arizona Coyotes. And then the NHL will head towards its all-star break. Uh, We'll have the skills competition and uh, all the all-star festivities here in Las Vegas. And they're actually going to do some really cool things for the skills competition. So (laughs) they're going to have outdoor events here on Friday in Las Vegas. It's called the Fountain Face-Off, which will be at the fountains at the Bellagio. Eight participants will travel by boat to a rink in the fountain, and they must successfully shoot pucks as quickly as possible into five targets placed on the water, fighting through the spray of the Bellagio fountains. <laughs> that is pretty wild. Um, so the skills competition will shut down part of Las Vegas Boulevard for that event. There will also be a full deck of oversized playing cards, and players will try and shoot the puck at the cards to build a blackjack hand, obviously, without busting. You got to go 21 without busting, and I hope that the NHL players are better at this game than uh, the video that's going around the internet of that guy at the basketball game where uh, he hit on 20, and uh, like Austin Powers, he too likes to live dangerously. I'm Scott Seidenberg. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at scotts air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up uh, a few minutes from now, we'll be joined by our very own Matt Humans. get his take on what's going down um, around, you know, just college basketball. Um, he's got a, a, maybe a couple of re- early reads on the Super Bowl, but also the Pebble Beach Pro-Am as we came so close to, to hitting a 44 to 1 golf future last week at Torrey Pines can we make the magic happen this weekend at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am so we'll talk to Matt Humans coming up in just a few minutes I'm Scott Seidenberg this is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network